Or next. Cool. Yeah, cool. Hi, growth people. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kritika Jalan, the growth mentor host for today's podcast. Um, I have been into all things data for a decade now um, and have been helping startups at all stages with their data and analytics needs. Uh, I also work with Forti and the team here at Growth Mentor, crunch some numbers. Um, my current love is product and growth analytics, and that is what we are going to talk about here today. Our topic for discussion is data-driven product growth. Uh, and we have Vahe from uh, CoinStats today to talk about it. Hi, Vahe. How are you doing? Hey, Kritika. Thanks for having, having me. It's very wonderful to be here. I'm feeling good. How about you? Oh, I'm feeling lovely. Where are you speaking from? I'm speaking from India. I'm currently in Yerevan, Armenia, connected uh-huh. from Yerevan. Yeah. That, that's brilliant. I think you're closer to me than I am closer to Europe. So... That, that, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe there there's only like two hours of difference. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Very rarely such things happen. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. All right. Uh, do you want to jump right into it? Yeah, sure. Let's. Okay. Um, I would let you first uh, talk a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience today. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh Basically, um, my, fir- my first job in marketing was as a digital marketing specialist at one of the local marketing agencies, uh, where we worked with several local and international clients, and we provided them social media services and digital marketing services. And then I started to work with different startups from Silicon Valley to Moscow, helping them with mainly pages acquisition and influencer marketing. And then I joined SolarLearn as a product marketing manager. And SolarLearn is the world's largest co-learning platform on mobile. I was working on a new product launches, positioning of the new features, adoption, and everything in between. And in the meantime, I'm, I was advising uh, this new promising Ukraine-based startup called Idodu. They are building this TikTok of educational content, and I'm helping them to find their product market fit and start their first growth initiatives. And the last year I joined CoinStats as a senior growth marketing manager and CoinStats is a crypto portfolio management platform like Mint for crypto basically. And my main focus here is on engagement and monetization activities. I'm responsible for lifecycle marketing and building engagement and monetization strategies. Cool, that's a lot. (laughs) Thanks a lot for this. (laughs) Um, uh, Just got curious, uh, from the very first uh, job title that you mentioned, a lot of them seemed into marketing all growth. Wanted to understand how did you end up in uh, growth and uh, um, what excites you about it every day? Yeah, so as as I mentioned, I started my career at at digital marketing agency as a digital marketer and then uh, I started to work with like different the startups from like different countries, and I I like the process. I like how the, uh, I like uh, the process. I like uh, working with them, and then uh, I start I started to get now growth. I was reading a bunch of articles and course. I was taking courses. I remember that I've I've been reading uh, Andrew Chan's blog like every day to. Uh, learn about growth strategies and this metrics, like everything in between. 
And then I started to uh, apply what I learned in the startup that I'm working with, with and uh, it and everything. Uh, and then everything started to work for me. And then uh, I got I uh, offered the job from SolarLearn as a product marketing manager and joined them. And my main initial and uh, I was there as I said I was working on a product launches, positioning of the features, and. A, driving adoption yeah and then yeah and then i joined finally coinstars last year as a growth marketing manager and started to apply growth full stake and in areas such as engagement and monetization uh, it, uh, it it really intrigues me every time someone uses full stack uh, with other setups, right? So I come from data and I was just having a discussion with a, a, a colleague of mine a few days back and uh, she mentioned something like, oh, so people like us are called full stack data people. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And you mentioned something very similar around growth. Um, so I, I was wondering if you can elaborate for our audience on how does product-led growth and marketing-led growth differ? Uh, and what your current role at CoinStack looks like from both of these perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. So like when we are talking about product-led growth, it's essential to understand that the foundations of product-led growth are is acquisition, activation, engagement, and monetization. On the other side, marketing-led growth companies care much, much more about user acquisition and then uh, and barely invest in user activation or engagement. So the other thing is that product-led growth companies are more cost-efficient. Like product-led growth spent a big chunk of their revenue on new user acquisition. However, like the product-led growth companies create these self-sustainable growth loops that ensure the growth of the company in terms of revenue or new user acquisition. So they don't need to invest heavily in paid user acquisition or something. And the other thing is that uh, product-led growth companies usually have lower customer acquisition costs compared to marketing-led growth. This is because like PLG companies have a lot of organic growth channels such as SEO or ASO and marketing-led put more effort into pay uh, paid user acquisition that over time drives the acquisition cost way too higher. And that this is like one of the differentiators of, of uh, product-led growth companies from marketing-led growth company. So talking about CoinStats, I believe we are um, currently in the middle, but we are like going more, every day we are going more uh, uh, towards becoming a fully product-led growth company. But currently I'd say we are somewhere in between and yeah, pull, pulling in like a lot of initiatives to become fully functioning product-led growth company. Mm -hmm. uh, and so oh, from what you mentioned, uh, I, I got really intrigued and I was thinking, can both of these models run together where marketing-led growth then feeds into product-led growth? Uh, but like you mentioned, yeah, companies might start as one, then diverge into both of them, and then probably then just go with, say, something like a product-led growth. Uh, and I think yeah. points that is something uh, like uh, an organization where this is happening. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, because we are, I mean, uh, we are, but actually we are more like product-led growth company than marketing-led growth company. Uh, and mm -hmm. we are like 
yeah, increasing our initiatives in terms of becoming a fully product-led growth company. Right, okay. Uh, I forgot to ask, just for the sake of our audience, uh, can you talk a little bit about what CoinStats is about? Yeah, sure. So CoinStats is the crypto portfolio manager platform. It's like when you have a different uh, exchange or wallets where you invest crypto, you need one place to see all the picture of your investments and there comes CoinStats. Like you connect all your exchange and wallet accounts to CoinStats and you see the whole financial picture of your investments, uh, how much profit you make, how much you lose, and everything in between. So we are kind of like mint for crypto. If you know mint for like banks and credit cards, we are doing the like crypto investment management uh, for, for people. Yeah, this is extremely uh, interesting. Uh, I was just at lunch today. We were just talking all things crypto and NFTs. And <laughs> this is like, oh, me coming back to the same topic. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, you know. yeah. You you also can yeah connect your NFTs to CoinStart to see how much you are making on them or like losing. So yeah, yeah, that that's interesting. I think I would be the one that goes and looks at it first thing. Okay, um, going back to the uh, product-led growth, um, I wanted to understand when you mentioned a few times about growth strategies and growth loops. Uh, wanted to know how do uh, how does your and my domain come together into the picture? So how big is the role of data uh, in designing product product led uh, growth strategy? Yeah. So when you're working in growth, I believe the data should be your best friend. You know, I'm confident to say that data plays one of the most crucial roles in designing growth strategies. You can't, oh, you can't, I like you so much, Wahey. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, so you can't, you can't launch a new, let's say, lifecycle marketing campaign or a promotional campaign or make improvements in your onboarding flow without having a good data infrastructure and data analysis, you know? I mean, to elaborate here more, let's take this simple example, you know? Let's imagine it's a Black Friday and you've launched your traditional Black Friday promotion campaign and you don't have any data and you don't have any data infrastructures or analysis. And you made, let's say 40,000 in sales. So what happens here, the many people just say, you know, as a result of our campaign, the company made 40,000 in sales. But this arises a lot of questions. First of all, like, did you maintain a holdout group before sending your campaign or not? Because you are going to need to compare this, the results of the users who got the campaign to the result from your holdout group, right? And it's it's uh, it's to understand how many sales you could have without the promotion campaign. Moreover, if you see that there there are like ten thousand sales from your holdout group users. Your original number is wrong then, it's not 40,000. And you also need to track cancellations and refunds. Without data, without, without tracking and proper data infrastructure, you can't, you are not able to track the cancellations or refunds. I mean, if, if let's say you got another 10,000 in refunds and cancellations, 
So now your, now your original number is much, much lower. So it's very important to have uh, like proper tracking and data infrastructures that helps you to track the real important, the real uh, impact of your campaign, you know? And this, is, this was like very simple example of not having a proper data system in the, in the heart of your growth initiatives. Without data, everything you can do can be misleading and cause much, much bigger headaches in the future. And, you know, and the other thing is that some companies actually try to implement some methodologies to analyze the impact of their campaigns or strategies, but some of them get, uh, do it in the wrong way. You know? Again, I mean, uh, let's take the example of intent to treat and, and methodologies. I'm sure you know it and you know, many, many companies use this methodology to uh, measure the impact of the initiatives they do. But uh, however, like most of them are getting this wrong. For example, you've launched a trial to pay nudging like lifecycle campaign that aims to increase the conversion rate from trial to paid. And you maintained your holdout group and decided to use the intent to treat methodology to analyze the impact. So when analyzing the campaign's impact, some people only start comparing the conversion rate from the people who opened the emails or push notifications to the holdout group's conversion rate. So they ignore all users from the test group who didn't open the emails or push notification and only take those who opened or got, got, got exposed. This is very wrong thing to do. And that leads to selection bias because it helps you to show some uplift uh, but it doesn't show the overall impact of your lifecycle campaign. If you, if you want to see the real impact of your initiative, you should compare the entire test group to the whole holdout group, you know? I mean, these are some basic uh, things that are happening to a lot of companies because they don't, they don't put data first on their initiatives or they try to implement some data to some methodologies to analyze their initiatives or putting some tracking or infrastructures, but they're getting that wrong. So, I mean, I believe that uh, every time when you, when you want to send out a campaign or make uh, some changes, experiments, you need to put data first, because as I said before, data is your best friend and it's not gonna let, and it's gonna help you to bring much, much bigger impact. Yeah, I hear you. And uh, I've been in the middle of data and worked with multiple companies. And uh, it, it, it happens more often than not when uh, there are experiments running which are either not well designed or uh, not well measured afterwards. Uh, and then you see somehow all the experiments that the growth team had been doing, they've all been showing great success on numbers. And uh, one of the very big factor is like we all know uh, that almost 70% of experiments fail. Um, and so instead of looking at them as a failure, if we just look at them as a learning, uh, because no experiment is a failed experiment. You learn from both the experiment types. Um, and so if you pick the learning and then, you know, reiterate on your experimentations based on that, uh, there's so much more progress that you can do so much more quickly. 
only if you look at the numbers in the right way as well. So um, very good point that you mentioned that uh, make data your friend and uh, go from there. Yeah, like, and I, I agree okay. with you. Like, yeah, when you, you do Sorry. experiments, yeah, you, you don't have fails, you know? I believe like my approach to experiments is either you succeed or you learn, you know? And you use your learnings, you need to like use your learnings to design more meaningful experiments that have more chances to succeed. You, you don't need, you don't need, uh, you don't need to look your experiments only as a success or fail. You need to learn, otherwise you need to learn from them. Yeah, and a lot of times it so happens as well that um, you want to be doing all of that, but you probably don't have the right data or you don't have the right tracking or the data is just not enough. Uh, so I wanted to understand if there are any challenges similar to this that you face at CoinStack um, yeah. due to lack of data or lack of quality data. Yeah, so... I mean, I believe that almost all companies face challenges due to the lack of data or quality data. At CoinStart, I'm proud to say that we invest heavily in data engineering to build proper and well-functioning data infrastructures and a system and to be able to get good quality data. Uh, and we use two leading platforms for analysis. One of them is Amplitude. We use Amplitude for product analysis and we also use AppsFlyer for attribution and for a few other things. So yeah, but I mean, we faced many challenges when we, uh, when there was noise in the data that didn't, that didn't allow us to effectively track the impact of experimentations or some campaigns. But still, yeah, we invest heavily in data infrastructures and our goal is to have this well-functioning data system that has no noise in it and allows us to uh, test our experiments, launch campaigns and analyze them in a proper way to and grow forward. Yeah, and then, so uh, you mentioned a few things around how uh, you work with data and um, the experiment. So um, you mentioned amplitude as well. Uh, can you talk about uh, how does your stack look like in terms of tools? Mm -hmm. uh, and then how, what kinds of act, uh, techniques uh, you use to help with the growth strategies like activation, retention, etc. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. Uh, uh, I mean, you have to have good analytics and CRM tools, first of all, right? You need them to design impactful activation and engagement campaigns. It would be best to have like well-functioning CRM that allows you to build workflows, blast campaigns, these multi-channel campaigns, and everything in between very smoothly. And an analytics tool to have this holistic view of your campaigns, because it's not always about conversion, the, the holistic approach allows you to see the other side of your campaigns and the like additional benefits that your campaign drives. So for analytics, as I said, like I love to work with Amplitude. They have this uh, segmentations tools that allows you to show, to get <clears throat> uh, that shows you the paths and journeys of your users, and they have this funnel analysis that helps you to identify the drop-offs on your funnel 
or to see conversion conversion rates from X to Y. And for CRM and lifecycle marketing purposes, I love uh, I love using Itrable to design my lifecycle marketing campaigns. It was it has a like very engaging experience and help you uh, build these multi-channel campaigns very smoothly. And the best is <clears throat> if you can integrate these two platforms each other, your CRM and analytics tools, in, in my case, the, uh, the Iterable and Amplitude, it allows you to see, as I mentioned, the holistic view of your campaigns, right? Because let's take this example. You are launching this lifecycle marketing campaign that, allow, <clears throat> uh, that aims to, excuse me, and you're launching this uh, lifecycle marketing campaign and you want to drive the conversion of the users, uh, the conver you want to drive the conversion uh, of the users who connect their portfolios to CoinStats, let's say in our case. And, you, and your success metric is, is the portfolio connection conversion rate. It's when the user connects its crypto exchange or wallet to CoinStats. And uh, when you uh, have this analytics tool, let's say the amplitude, it allows you to see uh, the holistic view of your campaign, not only how much conversion your campaign drives, but also the retention of the users who got your campaign. It can be that your campaign drives like lower conversion rates, but the users who got the campaign shows like higher retention rates in day one or week one. So it allows you to like see more broader picture and uh, have much much more learnings to be able to create, uh, to improve your campaigns and make them more uh, powerful and impactful. Yeah, that, that sounds like, yeah, uh, the, the stats that you mentioned and in terms of CRM tools, uh, other than iTribble that you mentioned, uh, I've seen uh, Brace to be used. Uh, as well, one signal um, and analytics tools specifically apart from amplitude, uh, the other product analytics tool would be mixed panel that really helps you with this as well. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, one last thing just for the benefit of our listeners, um, if you had to uh, you know give your entire experimentation um, process, for example, so if you mm -hmm. um, have an, uh, a CRM campaign that you have to run tomorrow, uh, what all things, like how does the process look like right from idea generation to uh, at the end saying whether this was a failed experiment or a successful one? Yeah, so first of all, I mean, every campaign starts from brainstorming, the ideation, you know, we are having this, uh, we are starting to brainstorm around uh, areas that we want to drive impact and we want to, and uh, we start uh, like brainstorming what kind of campaigns we ca can launch to be able to drive, let's say, the conversion rate in different areas. For example, uh, let's take our example again. Uh, we launched this new feature uh, called CoinStats Wallet. It's our crypto wallet that if, if you don't have a wallet and you want to start investment, you can sign up, create your own CoinStats Wallet and start investing. So and we want to have more users 
to create coins.wallet. So that's the goal. And we start brainstorming around this idea, like what kind of campaigns we can launch. And when we are like writing down several ideas, picking some of them, few of them that can be potential campaigns. Some of them can be like always on life cycle campaigns. Some of them can be one time, like in-app messages or, or short push notification campaign or whatever. And we start experimenting with them. We are putting this, uh, as I said, for CRM, we use uh, iterable and iterable allows you to do this A-B testing very smoothly. You can have like, you can test like this two push notification very easily or multiple subject lines on your email or everything you can uh, basically A-B test very, very easily. And uh, this is for uh, optimizing like copy, subject lines, whatever. And we start like uh, building the workflows, you know, we, bu we build the workflows and launch the campaigns and then we analyze the results. And based on the results, we uh, decide to kill the campaign or not. And sometimes we kill campaigns, sometimes based on the learnings, we make improvements on the, uh, on the workflows on relaunch again, and that drives a higher conversion rates. So we, we try to, uh, our approach is to uh, like test everything and learn from the mistakes or insights and use your learnings to improve the campaigns, improve the workflows that you are sending out to get more higher results to higher your conversion rates and the other metrics that you are tracking. This was uh, absolutely helpful. Thanks a lot, Wahe. Um, any last uh, thoughts or uh, ending note or advice for the listener? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, would, I would go ahead like and give the same advice that I said earlier, make data your friend, especially if you are working in growth and you need to, you need to be good with data because it got, it's gonna allow you to uh, reach, I mean, it's gonna allow you to build uh, like more impactful campaigns, do more impactful changes, try, make your experiments more proper. It's gonna help you to do experiment experimentations properly and everything in between. So that's, that's my like, biggest advice to everyone who is working on growth. I think we align here. Make data your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and go, go on the path of growth. All right. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk with us today, Rahe. And uh, I'll see you around. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye. 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 -bye.